Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Deeper Daily Podcast. It's the second day of January. I'm Paul. Thanks for joining me as we get started in the book of Mark. Yesterday, we gave the very, very, very brief version of the intro that says Mark loved the word immediately. He uses the Greek word euthios and its derivatives about 100 times. It gets directly translated as immediately 40 times in the book of Mark alone. Or, I'm sorry, 40 times as just immediately or straight straight away, which is another old sort of English phrase for uh, very quickly. And my, I kind of left you with the question yesterday of why do we suppose that this is? Well, one of the reasons could be that Mark is writing uh, for, for all that we can, for all that we know, Mark is writing first. And this is one of the things we're going to get into in the next couple of days of, as regarding time and authorship and characteristics and themes and things like that. But almost inarguably among scholars is that Mark's gospel is the first gospel. And he writes it at, at a frenetic pace to uh, as if he's about to die or as if he's, um, you know, realizes that it needs to be done. And so the Jesus that he presents is a Jesus of immediacy. The, the word will pop up over and over again, and it gives us a Jesus that can't settle down. He can't rest. And part of that is sort of highlighted by the fact that Mark doesn't rest. He doesn't give us much biography. Uh, He doesn't give us a sketch of Jesus, really. He just brings us straight to John the Baptist and then very little on John the Baptist. And then, boom, we've got Jesus at the Jordan River being baptized. That's ministry. We're up and running at age 30. It's as if he just walks out of nowhere into the pages of Mark's gospel with no background and takes off. And the ministry of Jesus then is preaching and healing. And there's this a little bit of tension in the book of Mark that sort of not just rotates around the idea of immediacy, but there's a little bit of tension in this Jesus in the relationship he has to the people that are around him. Um, from the earliest stages of the book, his family and his friends accuse him of being crazy. And this is the book that highlights this the most of all of the biographical sketches of Jesus. No book pitches this picture of this um, Jesus who, who moves around so quickly and so frenetically, as does Mark. Um, I've even thought before, you you could read the first few chapters of the book of Mark, and if you just stop and took a deep breath, you go, man, this guy might be nuts. Just the way he's the way he moves so quickly and the way the people around him receive him. That's led me to some introspection as to what I think about the book of Mark, which led me to some retrospection. Um, looking backwards on my life, <clears throat> one of the things we talked about in our New Year's Eve sermon that we dropped, or New Year's sermon that we dropped yesterday, is that this is the year we will celebrate 30 years of ministry. And if I go back in my mind to the earliest times of preaching, I remember I would have told you, had you asked, uh, what's your favorite gospel? It was hands down, it was Mark. And I used to preach from Mark a lot in the early days. Part of what I liked so much was that Jesus is, he just goes to work. You know, you get all these healings, you get all these miracles, you don't get a ton of teaching. Jesus doesn't have extended passages of sermons in the book of Mark. And looking back, I don't think that's why I preferred Mark, but that retrospection has led to introspection, 
I'm not the same person I was 30 years ago. I don't think the same way. I certainly don't study the Bible the same way, nor preach the same way. And so I've changed. John is by far my favorite gospel of the four. Um, Matthew, to me, is the most complete picture of Jesus contextually inside of his times because it has his nativity. Not only does it have his nativity and his and his death, but it has the Olivet Discourse. It's the most complete sort of theological top to bottom of Jesus. Uh, and then Luke presents a Jesus that is decidedly human and is probably the most complex character uh, picture of Jesus of all the four. And of course, John, being the last of the four Gospels, to me gives the greatest theological perspective on what to what we should think about this Jesus. And here's here are these stories, and what should we think about them? That leaves us with Mark. So this is this is what's interesting to me. Paul of thirty years ago would have picked Mark hands down, favorite gospel, love it. Let's preach from it. Boom, go. Paul today would pick Mark fourth of the four gospels as far as his favorite. And I got to thinking about why. Well, part of that is just growing in my own journey and and having better study technique and understanding those other gospels a little bit better. Um, part of it is the fact that I've learned that so much of Matthew and Luke uh, are built off of the foundation Mark laid and then expanded on it. And so it kind of makes me like those expansions more. But the other part is that I think a young man, fresh into ministry, wide-eyed, you know, excitable, is going to like Mark more because that's the Jesus in Mark. And as I've gotten older, slowed down a little bit, become a little more introspective, I, I, I want the thinking man's Jesus a little more. Um, and so that to me has been an interesting look as I've been thinking about this book as to why it was so powerful to me early and has a different feel to me now. So I'm excited in 2023 to journey back through it. Now, of course, I've read, read it through, I don't know how many times I've preached from it consistently, repeatedly, but to go back through it as a, a, an older man versus a younger man, knowing what I've thought of Mark in the past, is a journey that I'm very excited, very, very excited to take. The, 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 the thing that juxtaposes against itself in this book, not only is it frenetic, but this book, as it unfolds chapter by chapter, what you're going to notice is this. There's a dual focus in the life of Christ as portrayed by the book of Mark. And that dual focus is two S's, service and sacrifice. It's the serving Jesus. It's the sacrificing Jesus. And that is best exemplified in a single verse. Mark chapter 10, verse 45, the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. This is the story of the servant on the move, responsive to the will of the Father, preaching, teaching, healing, ministering to the needs of others, all the way up to his own death. And then after the resurrection, there's a commission to continue the work Continue the power. It's servants following in the footsteps of the perfect servant.
the formal introduction tomorrow to the book of Mark. We'll see you then. God bless.